The air is sweeter here, and that I've spent dull months on law, I bitterly lament. But you who live here, Criton, do you not know where the city's pleasures may be got? What does one do for ladies' company? Ah, that's the sweetest pleasure that can be. So say the poets. Not to be impolite, you have, sir, a most eager appetite. Only last night you came to town, and yet an idle morning makes you chafe and fret. You're on the move already, and you aim to try your hand at love's delightful game. Well, as it happens, I am qualified in that regard to be your coach and guide. I'm master of that trade, with high renown as chief arranger in this part of town. Don't take offense now. All I want, you see, is a lady friend who will laugh a bit with me, in whose sweet company I can be gay and let a charming hour slip away. Not knowing me, you made a slight mistake. I understand you, sir. You're not a rake, and you despise the sort of woman who yields all her favors for a coin or two. No, where you'll find the happiness you crave is with good wives who sometimes misbehave. <laughs> Women whose virtue is not so strict and nice as to deny itself a little vice. <laughs> we have them here in all varieties, but well, do not ask me how to meet them, please. Unless, sir, I have read your face amiss, you're not a novice in affairs like this. I'm sure the study of law did not demand that you always keep a briefcase in your hand. Frankly, Criton, I must confess to you that in Poitiers I lived as young men do. There was no role or game I didn't play. But Paris is a long way from Poitiers. The difference in styles is very great. What there is modish here is out of date. Paris is not so simple, you will find. It's a big place full of folk of every kind. Not everything you see can be believed. And just as elsewhere, one can be deceived. Each new unknown arrival can elect the style of life that suits his self-respect. And worse than you have proven sterling men. But now, to address your question once again, are you the generous kind? I'm not a miser. That attitude of love could not be wiser. But, sir, we must be artful when we spend. If not, we just lose money in the end. Some get no thanks, though spending great amounts. It's how you give, not what you give, that counts. Some slyly lose at cards. Some leave behind Chazelle a brooch that would have been declined. A lumpish lover fills his mistress' palms with costly things that seem not gifts, but alms. And that munificence, however tender... By its excess does nothing but offend her. Forget those lumpish lovers now and say that you know the two young ladies bound this way. No, no, they're goods of choice as quality. They're game reserved for others, not for me. But I can check upon them, as it were. Their coachman will be glad to brief me, sir. He will. Of course. He'll brief me till I drop. Coachmen are folk who talk and never stop. Whoa! My lady! Oh, cousin! Madam! I bless the mishap that has made it possible for me to lend you aid. It's a happy chance that gives me an excuse to offer you my hand and be of use. <sighs> it's a very little mishap that you bless and a slight cause indeed for happiness. It's true. I owe it all to accident rather than your desire or my intent, which makes me sadly see that fate did not intend this happiness to be my lot. No... My unworthy self could never be accorded such a great felicity. Oh, if joy so quickly has forsaken you, allow me to express a different view. No happiness is sweeter, I submit, than to be glad without deserving it. 
I better like a gift than a reward, for gifts give more than justice can afford, and the greatest joy that worthiness can get is no more than the payment of a debt. Don't think that I expect to know the bliss of meriting so great a joy as this. My fond heart knows its rarity, and the less my merit is, the more my happiness. Your favor was denied me in the past, and if my heart, receiving it at last, complains, it is of one thing lacking still, that chance bestows it rather than your will. A lover can't be perfectly content when favors that are shown him are not meant, because intention is the germ and key without which actions are but mockery. Judge, then, if my love's flame is satisfied when a hand is given but a heart denied. I hold this hand. I touch it, but in vain. I cannot touch your heart in its disdain. Oh, <laughs> this flame of yours, sir, takes me by surprise, kindling so suddenly before my eyes.